0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 419, comic reviews for the week of Wednesday, October the 19th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and this is our Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, October the 19th. It's episode 419. Uh, This week we're only talking about a few comics, uh, seven comics, but first let's talk about the comics I did not get a chance to read this past week, but there are some of the highlights from the week that just passed. Um, We had Aquaman, Batman, Green Arrow, Green Lanterns. Uh, Justice League, Nightwing, Superman. It's weird to see the numbers going up so high because it's coming out, all those books are coming out with 20 a month, basically. I mean, you're already at the 7th issue of Nightwing, the, the ninth issue of Aquaman. It seems a little crazy, but it's just the current publishing model. Uh, new issues of Superman, Trinity, Star Trek Bold to Go, Astonishing Ant-Man, Black Panther, Black Widow, Carnage, Civil War 2, Kingpin and It's the final issue of that miniseries. Uh, the new issues of Doctor Strange, uh, Mighty Thor, Uh, Powers, Silk, Spider-Gwen, and Uncanny Humans, amongst others. So what did I get a chance to read? Well, I'm glad you asked. Uh, So this past week, I was able to, first of all, read A-Force number 10. It was kind of bittersweet because this was the last issue of the series. Uh, It's sad to see it kind of going away, and it's... um it, it was sadly short-lived. I enjoyed the book. I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, it had moments where it was better, moments where it wasn't as good. It was written by Kelly Thompson. I worked by Paolo Sacara and Joe Bennett. Um, overall, it ended well. A good kind of team story of the team kind of coming together. We got Nico dealing with a lot of stu- heavier stuff here. It's nice to kind of see how the team came together at the end. Um and how it ends with the the whole team kind of visiting uh, Jennifer Walters as she's recovering from her wounds in Civil War II. Um, I, I dug this. It was, it was a nice, solid farewell. Um, bittersweet. It's too bad it couldn't keep going. Um, the book started with such promise and had a weird, disparate connection of characters, but it it found a way to make it work, and I'm going to be sad to see it gone. Uh, I'll give it an 8 out of 10. Next up is all-new X-Men 14. Um, this has been by Dennis Hopeless, artwork by Mark Bagley. This was a lot of fun because it was basically Cyclops being bored and trying to find a way to figure out exactly what Hank is working on. Um, and I, I thought it was just really, really interesting as a result, and uh, kind of seeing what Cyclops is doing. Um, I it was kind of a nice done in one. He's kind of a, Cyclops is an obsessive person, and him dealing with the fact that he's been hurt and is. Uh, limited and then try and to put his mind towards something, to find out what Hank's up to, uh, trying to kind of be the badass that he is inside, uh, which means going up against monsters. Uh, it very much felt like a done and one although it looks like it's going to be continuing to the next issue. Uh, but very solid, great art, uh, strong sense of pacing, a uh, great character study for the young Cyclops. So I'll give that an 8 out of 10. Uh, next up is Amazing Spider-Man number 20. So this book is no longer the main book for the Spider-Man story. It's the backup, basically, to Clone which is its own miniseries. So this issue, issue 20 of Amazing Spider-Man, takes place after Clone Conspiracy number one. It's written by Dan Slott and Christos Gage, with the artwork by Giuseppe Camincoli. Um I enjoyed the issue. I think some people online have been a little harsh. I do think it's a bit... I don't know what the word is, but it definitely felt perfunctory. Like, we kind of got a lot of slow-putting the... Um, the the dots together and, and explaining exactly how dog, dog came back but it felt like it was it was just kind of following the numbers and giving you a story that you kind of knew was coming um the explanation we finally got explanations for some things like where Otto's body was but I don't think that really felt as earned as it should have either um and I've seen elsewhere people say that, you know, in, in a lot of ways, this issue could have been like three to four pages in Clone Conspiracy as a bit of a flashback. There's a lot of kind of logic gaps here. Um, it's still well done, and it's still an interesting story to kind of go back to uh, the events of Amazing Spider-Man 700 and kind of showing that again as uh, in the mindscape. But uh, overall, it, it, it felt like it was missing something. I actually like the artwork by Giuseppe Camicoli. Uh, I just thought the script could have been a little sharper. Um and it could have felt a little less tacked on, a little less like we're just kind of filling in the blanks, and it didn't feel like we were really getting a lot of, not necessarily new information, because we did get some new information, but it didn't feel like it was uh, information that felt as exciting as it should have been. Like, we're getting answers to questions, but the answers felt so basic that it didn't feel like a lot of um, thought was really put into them. So I'll give the issue a 7 out of 10. Uh, Next up, we have... Um, let's see here Captain America, Sam Wilson uh, number 14 um, I, I enjoyed this overall I thought it was wh- kind of well put together um, it's written by Nick Spencer artwork by Paul Renaud uh, whose artistic style was similar to Daniel Acuna's but in some ways I actually enjoyed it a lot more it was a lot sharper, a lot, of, a lot cleaner um, interesting to see how Nick Spencer's kind of weaving together the stories between the Cap America, Sam Wilson, and Steve Rogers. Um, the idea of you know really pushing Sam to his breaking point. I loved seeing him going up against Ultimatum. Was cool. Um, I'm gonna give the issue uh, a seven and a half. I thought it was a very solid, uh, interesting issue. Um, I, I think the the book suffers a little bit from not feeling like it stands on its own as well um, without Steve Rogers like if you weren't reading Steve Rogers on a regular basis they may not. this may not make as much sense uh, from a standalone perspective uh, next up we've got Death of X number 2 I can't say I'm loving this uh, so far. I think that it's weird that it's four issues because it almost feels like it should be a bigger event and that it's somehow being compressed into a much shorter space of time. Uh, it's written by Charles Sewell and Jeff Lemire with artwork by Aaron Cooter, who I do enjoy. Um, so this... Is interesting because Scott Summers basically uh, tells the world that um, you know mutants are being infected by the Terrigen Mist and that they should band together. Um, and at the very end, we have them kind of reaching out to Magneto. I can't remember what the status quo really was at the end of uh, Uncanny X Men by Brian Michael Bendis, but they're basically bringing Magneto back into the fold, which I guess will lead into why he's leading a group of X Men later. Um, it feels kind of rote, though. It doesn't feel that exciting um it's just again kind of like amazing spider-man 20 we're getting answers to questions but they kind of feel like boring answers like i and i don't think it's the fault of the writers at all i don't think there's anything they've done in terms of how they're structuring the script or the story is actually a problem i think the problem is just a publishing issue i think the problem is that there's no sense of tension here because We've already moved on from this. Not that we've moved on, but we've already moved into a status quo where this everything that's happening so far in this series is the status quo going forward, so we already know of it. It's not a surprise. The only surprise is going to be what happens to Emma and what happens to Cyclops. But even then, we've had rumblings or a concept of something really bad happens, and they do something really bad that makes Cyclops looked at as a huge villain, and now he's off the board, uh, supposedly dead. So... It just feels like there's not a lot of tension here, Uh, and so far they haven't done a good job of making me feel like there is any tension. I'm hoping they're able to do something here, but so far I'm not really thinking that they've done a great job. I'm going to give it a 7 just because I think it's a well-put-together story. It's just lacking something, but again, I don't actually fault the writers because they're in a, a tough spot where... Anything they do, they can't go too crazy because then we we'll be like, well, why didn't we hear anything about this in the last little while because it's eight months after these events. Um, so they're kind of in a, a, a tough spot where they're filling in blanks, but they can't really hit us with any specific surprises. I guess the surprise was last issue with the death of Multiple men, which in and of itself just felt like, a, as I said before, a bit of a nephew to Peter David. Uh, next up is uh, infamous Iron Man number one. Um, I kind of, I, I did like this. I'm not really sure what to think of it yet, but I liked it so far. It's written by Brian Michael Bendis. I work by Alex Malieve, who I think are a bit of a, kind of an odd, uh, choice. Well, more Malieve. His style doesn't usually work for these types of characters, I find. Uh, that being said, he does a good job overall of telling the story of a, a Doom who's decided to do something differently, um and he's not really sure about it. Uh, it's interesting that kind of bring in his mom into it in some way. We get a nice flashback to the Dark Green era with Doom. Um, so far, I mean, Bendis at, at somehow manages to simultaneously understand Doom and write a good Doom and also write a Doom that doesn't really work, um, which just doesn't feel as regal as the Doom we're, we're used to. And uh, I'm, I'm having a difficulty between those very different interpretations of the character under one person's pen. Overall, I'm gonna say I enjoyed this. The art actually did work more than I was initially expecting it. Uh, not to say Alex Maleev isn't a talented, you know, versatile artist, but I think I'm, I'm used to seeing his art in a certain manner or with a certain type of character. So seeing him in this realm uh, wasn't something I immediately would have expected. Uh, obviously, he was doing international Iron Man, but this feels different, and so far, I think is better than his work on that book. And last, so I'm gonna give that an eight out of ten. Last but not least is Spider Woman number twelve. This is fantastic. Written um, by Dennis Hopeless, artwork by Ty Walker. Ty Walker's art is absolutely perfect for this issue. Um, it's a great salmon versus Porcupine issue, uh, which you never realized that you wanted to see, but it's amazing. Um, the character focus on Porcupine is one of the stronger parts of this issue. Uh, Spider-Woman herself is, is still in it, but she's not necessarily the main main character here as we get to have a great Porcupine uh, focus. I'm mean, going to give it a 9 out of 10. I just I really dig how Hopeless has made this character so lovable, and I I want to read more about how he writes this character. Like I want to read more of this version of Porcupine, and I don't think I ever would have thought that before, but he's just so interesting in the way that Roger's written here that he's one of the best characters I've ever seen (laughs) he's just so interesting to see uh anyways that's everything we're going to talk about this week uh so that's a 9 out of 10 actually uh coming out next week and by next week i mean yesterday on the 26th of october which we'll be talking about in our next reviews episode next week some of the highlights include action comics written by dan jurgens who is actually the guest on our next episode episode 420 coming out tomorrow on friday the 28th uh we've got new issues of batgirl blue beetle deathstroke detective comics dr fate flash uh, hal jordan and the green lantern corps teen titans Uh, Titans, all new, all different Avengers, Captain America, Steve Rogers. Um, etc. There's a few other books. There's like Moon Girl, uh, Miss Marvel, New Avengers, Punisher, Prowler, It's first issue launches, new issues of Star Wars, Total Awesome Hulk, Ultimates, etc. As well as the last issue of The Vision, which I'm super sad about, but uh, is at least fantastic. Anyways, thank you for joining me for this episode of Comic Shenanigans. You can email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and you can also listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.